The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. On a Thursday afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Kimbo and the Roots with you live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. Currently 14.8 degrees outside. We have a little park bench out the front of our studio. It's interesting watching life go by. Um, a little couple out there have sat down. They didn't know each other. I digress, I know. They may end up married. What a presumptuous Reach man you me. are, Kim. <laughs> yeah, I should have waited until I introduced you. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, Hyundai and Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Let's welcome the old romantic himself. What's the matter you? Hey, got no respect. What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? Why? It's not so bad. It's a nicer place. Oh, dearie me. Footy's finished. Go on. What? Do a Dwayne Russell. Go out there. And ask the question. You are polite and... Yes. Chatty. Easy to chat to. Mm. Just, hello, I'm Kim Dillon. Affable. No, you don't do that, Rooch. Well, no, you have to introduce yourself before you put them on air. Yeah, well, look, I don't think we'll be doing that, Roach, but I've been sitting here coming in and out of the studio yeah. because I get in hours and hours and hours before you, Roach. Well, let's have a life. Yes, I know. That's true, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Good comeback. And the lady on the uh, left there, who yes. I said earlier, was a bit of a Meghan Markle lookalike. Has yeah, it's been a stretch. Sit- Roach, harsh. That's a stretch. She's a very attractive woman. Wouldn't matter if she wasn't. Is sitting there by herself, was yes. talking to an older woman, yes. and now another man has just popped there and have a look at him, isn't he? Up and about. Yeah, hey. I think he's bought her a coffee. Uh, yes, well, we're seeing love progressing. Oh, in front I of opened our the eyes, door Roach. and he didn't come through. I said, I think he bought her a coffee. Roach, well, what do you want me to say? You owe me 16 now. You lost another one yesterday. Hey, uh, we're live and interactive and we talk a lot of rubbish. Thank you. We're aware of that. 0427154166. Talking of talking rubbish. Yeah, it's oh, the season for it. This time of the year, yes. it's amazing. Uh, good show coming up, Rooch. Uh, 3.35, we'll have our AFL trade update, thanks to CMC Invest. A lot of people talking. Chris Davies spoke today from the Port Adelaide Football Club. We'll hear a lot from him. 3.50, Jason Kadee, uh, Adelaide 36's point guard. We spoke to him last week. Rooch, they were optimistic, but uh, they lost their first two games and they have the most horrendous road trip in the history of basketball coming up this week. That one is coast to coast. They could be uh, zero and four at the end of this weekend. Let's hope that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just waiting on confirmation that uh, Channel 7's Mark Beretta should be joining us at 4pm. Uh, we think he will be to talk about Bathurst 1000. Uh, we this, need his help. Yeah, the 60th anniversary route. Yes, but it's changed a lot from oh, the days of where you and I watched it and we just barracked for the red car because that was the fastest. Uh, no, I never ever did that. Barrack for Holden Roach, you know, that's the Italian Weren't they coming the red out car? No, no. Before the blue car? Yes, lines is a green. Were they yeah. always? Yep. Always? Kim. Kim. Oh, hang on. Brocky was in a white. White and red. White and red. Oh, look, there you look. Well, and white, predominantly blue. white. No, oh, I bet flashes the, on it. I the bet this, HDT. This will cost you a coffee. If, <laughs> if I find footage of him in a white car. Oh, come on, Kim. Holden's logo was red. Ford's was yes, blue. But it was a white car. But you're right, it was Brock Moffat. Yeah, exactly. It was, a, it was a huge rivalry. Yep. Anyway, looking forward to chatting to Barretts, who has won 87 world titles yes. for water skiing. A lot he of people has. don't realise that. 
He was a champion in his sport. Indeed. Uh, talking of champions, uh, the outgoing Rory Laird, he'll get traded now. The Clayton Oliver's coming in. He's joining us at 4.30 to talk about which club he's going you to. You are brutal. <laughs> Did Laird. you see that tweet last night about all the things Adelaide was putting on the table for Clayton Oliver? The only thing they hadn't put on the table was Ebony Marinoff. <laughs> it's a little dramatic. Well, well, no, people were having fun with it last night. Yeah, I enjoyed well, some of it. Well, it's going to cost them a lot. Of but course. is it happening? I, this is mysterious. We'll get right. to that. We'll get to that. Laird is joining us. He's not going to another club. Don't panic. But you're going to put him in defence. I know that. Oh, yeah. With Clayton Oliver, how many midfielders can you have? <laughs> <laughs> You've got an all dual All-Australian defender there, Ugh. as good as he is. Anyway, um, he'll hate it when I ask that, but I will ask. Um, oh, what, for that minute's time? We're, we're getting him on, though, Roach, because yeah. Saturday night is the Malcolm Blight medal. Mm. A lot of club champions and best of Ferris have been anointed. Is that yeah. the word? Anointed. Anointed. Yes. Anointed. Mm. Anointed. Yeah. Two ends and then another end. Oh, gee. It's a lot of ends, isn't it? Uh, there's been eight already, I think, so far. We might go through them a little bit later. Last night, Marcus Bonapelli, no surprises there, Rich. No. No, because we thought he was going to be, well, he was, a con big contender for the Brownlow medal. So exactly. sure he should Not be. that always that translates in best and fairest, does well, it? Well, there was another one too, wasn't there? Harris Andrews. Mm. Pipped Lockie Neal by one vote. Mm. But it often happens, doesn't it? Well, you get far more votes sprayed around in BNFs than you do in a Brownlow medal, don't mm. you? And sometimes the umpires give very strange votes. Well, yes. They, they <laughs> need to be given the tools of their trade and yeah. they are the statistics so they can go through them. doesn't necessarily dictate who they, go, they give the votes to, but it'll stop a lot of the stuff-ups, like Jason Horn francis 13 possessions, getting three Brownlow mm. votes. Yes. There's no way you can justify that. Uh, here's a text, Roach. Uh, that Vlad guy. Oh, Hello, Vlad. Vlad guy. We love Vlad. Um, he's been with us from day one, nearly. Gents, this Oliver saga oh. is more dramatic than any soap opera. It seems <laughs> he may be staying at Melbourne. Well, Roots, let's get into Around, oh, around yes. the Grounds. Yes. Uh, we may have this sponsored, this little around seg Around the Grounds segment, too, by our good friends at Harvey Norman, Nick Carasolis. Oh, very good man. Very, very good man, man Nick. West Adelaide man, isn't he? Yeah, through and through. Yes. Fanatical. Yes. Fanatical. Red and black. Good man. Hope you're listening, Nick. Put your hand in your pocket. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I was going to say, Rooch, because yeah. this is where it was an hour and a half ago when I was jotting down a few notes. Oh Clayton Oliver. Yes. This story's growing legs, but now they're being cut off as they grow. Where are we at? That's a great question. Where are we at? So the lads on Trade Radio have been virtually doing hourly updates. Mm -hmm. Most recent update from Tom Morris comes as this. The clubs I've spoken to that are into Clayton Oliver, are still in the dark about what he's thinking. <laughs> One club I spoke to thinks he's probably staying at Melbourne now. More certain than they were yesterday. One club is completely in the dark. That's not a good place to be. Mm. There's word another club is try trying to meet him today. I mean, this is all over the shop. It's staggering. And then there's the uh, theory out there that this is just a massive shot across the bow yes. of Clayton Oliver. Yes, you've got seven-year deal ahead of you. Pull your head in. Do you know what the headline was when he, he signed that deal in June 2020? Mm. Seven years. 2020 or? 2022, sorry. Yeah, thank you. Seven years, seven million. June 2022, the headline was Demon for Life. Mm. Yes, well, is he? I remember doing a news story for Patrick Dangerfield oh, after he'd signed no. for another team. It comes out, and it comes out nearly every year. Someone puts no. it on social media. And the newsroom put a graphic above your shoulder. Yes. Like, I have no idea what's going to be there. <laughs> so I'm announcing with my streaked hair. <laughs> uh, the story is not about him being 
a crow for life either. It's just that he's re-signed for another two years. And the graphic above my shoulder says, Dangerfield, crow for life. Uh, um, yeah. So that wasn't my fault. Hey, let's hear from Sammy Edmund. This was the dialogue and the thinking uh, this morning on his show on SEN Mornings. So it can be revealed this morning that Melbourne's reluctance, which we've all been curious about, to squash the frenzied trade talk surrounding the 26-year-old is exclusively due to its exasperation with Oliver's increasingly erratic behaviour. Now, Oliver is said to have lost his way at times during a difficult campaign, interrupted by injury, but it's his behaviour since the D's straight sets finals demise that has concerned and deeply concerned many at club headquarters. What does that mean? Well, it means he might have had a crack, gone out and partied a little bit too hard. Mm. and believed he's not mixing with the players. These are all the things you hear, not mixing with the players as much as he normally would. He's distanced himself a bit, but they're saying that he will be attending the club best and fairest. Let's hear what Jordan Lewis has to say on Clayton Oliver. Um, but I must admit, when when Clary's name came up, I, I can only talk about my experience at, at Melbourne, and he was he was one of the most professional players that uh, that were that were there at the time. Um, but clearly, something's Clearly, something's gone on, and you know whether it be uh, stemming from his hamstring injury, or there might have been multiple incidents throughout the year that just to that just add up. And um, and sometimes the playing group and the coaching staff might get frustrated, and maybe that has triggered um, triggered them to, to open talks about a potential trade. So just more speculation, but we can only give you the information that we have at hand. All righty, we're going to jump into a break. We'd love your views on all matters sport. 0427-154-166. Talking sport, the Redbacks not travelling too well. We'll get to that on the other side of the break. And we'll also hear from Chris Davies and get an update on Xavier Dersma. It looks like the Bombers are into him big time. This is Kimba on the Roots, thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona, imagined to be bold. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Seventeen, we're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Jason Caddy from the Adelaide Thirty Six is coming up at three fifty. Uh, we're going to cross down to Karen Rolton uh, Oval. Well, Roach, can you give us a quick update there or not? Well, we'll speak to I Tommy it Cooper. Yes. It may be uh, all over and done with by the time we get down there, which oh. is disappointing. I think uh, they needed eighty-four runs for an outright victory. Can you pedal a little harder on air? No, don't worry. Uh, that's what they needed. I'm pretty sure of that. Uh, and at 4.30, Rory Laird will join us. Uh, good text has come through from uh, Louis. Don't worry about it, Luke. Oh, Roach. We'll right. get back to it. We'll this one back. says, Roochy, Roach, 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 Roach. Yeah. Any idea on what's happening with the uncontracted players at Alberton? That's from Louis. G'day, you, Louis. Here you are, Louis. We'll give it to you all straight here. Scott Lysett, we've told you, has a one-year deal in front of him from Port Adelaide that you can't sign. So yeah, yes, you said that a month ago. Yeah. Yep. So we know Geelong and St Kilda have knocked on the door. We'll see where that plays. Okay. Horatio Fantasia we've been talking about for a while as well. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news for him is if it's not Port Adelaide, GWS are prepared to look at him as, I hate this term, Kim, a rookie-listed player. I like that. That means no, I don't they like rookie-listed. No, I know. I'm let glad it go, he gets Rich. a chance. Yeah, let it go. Um, they'd have Toby Bedford, Brent Daniels, and uh, Horatio. There's a bit of X factor up forward, isn't yep. there? And the other one is the Ruckman, Sam Hayes. 
who yet again will go through this trade period with Port Adelaide suggesting, maybe you talk to this club. Because mm. at this stage, when you look at what Port Adelaide's doing with Jordan Sweet and Ivan Soldo, how many ruckmen can you carry on a list? Uh, we'll get to that, Roach, yeah. very quickly. Yeah, Thank you for three. that one, uh, Louis. Here's a text coming through saying, Kimbo, stay away from Megan Markle. She's a fruit loop. Laugh out loud, Jeffrey from Salisbury. An update on the love affair happening on the park bench in front of us. The gentleman that looked like he was going okay just wasn't letting her speak, Roach. No. So she got up and left after about half an hour. Now, now the bloke's talking to an old... <laughs> It's a love story. You got anywhere with that? Me? Yes. Farmer, um, farmer wants a wife. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's still in negotiations, Roach. Just like Xavier Dersma, who Essendon are interested in, let's hear from Chris Davies regarding Xavier Dersma. Yeah, that, that's an interesting one. You, you know, what we've never done, you know, historically is really stand in the way of someone who thought that maybe their best footy was going to be played somewhere else if they had real reasons to do that. Now, you know, X is in a situation where he was, you know, he was in our team for all of last year, you know, disappointed, I guess, with his form and, and we hoped for him to be better and he's had some injury issues over time. I mean, I don't think there's any real reason for Xavier to leave the club, but equally, if, you know, if, if he came to us and said that he wanted to, then... I guess we've got some decisions to make. But right now, I think it's more likely than not that he's, he's with Port Adelaide next year. He's been wow. unlucky with his injuries. Yeah. It looks like a fair chance he's gone. But we, said do, that, we said that six weeks ago. Let's do some realism here, Kim. Port doesn't have much in terms mm. of trade assets, in terms of draft picks. In the end, Essendon's going to say, you're taking one of our players and putting a three-year contract in front of it. We want one of yours. Mm. And, we had and a Xavier good... Dersma would fit Essendon's needs. Surely. Yeah, we had a good text from Henry yesterday, straight swap. Yeah. You, oh, well, you said you'd do the deal. I'd do it. Fit support Adelaide. They'd get on with it. What did you say yesterday about list management? The way in which you just went through what Adelaide had to do with the oh, Tom yeah. Duday one is mm. your point is right. If you do not evolve, improve, advance, you're going to fall behind. Uh, exactly. Now, you can get you emotional. You need to take the You can get emotional if you want. Mm. But what does that do for you? Not much, Rich. What does it do for West Coast? Just gives you a broken heart. His oh. uh, text, uh, Kimbo and the Prince of Port Adelaide. Well, Lines is a Geelong supporter. Benny's a Crow supporter. So that you, you're the is that you? Oh, exposed. The, prin the Prince exposed. of Port Adelaide. Uh, I'll give you a whisper. Yes. Oliver will be reunited with Darren Burgess. Adelaide will give pick nine next year's first and McAdam. Duday pick will also go to Melbourne with a late pick for Harrison Petty. Crows will get this done because next year they need only second round picks for father, sons, Tyler Welsh and the other Michael Annie brother. I have your whiting to Rooch. Okay. Oh, that's from Mark. I See like how that it. one plays. There's one thing that, uh, and remember earlier in the year, Costa and I were banging heads because he didn't like the letter from the chairman that mm. the Crows were sitting on no, their CEO. Head, CEO, that yeah. they were doing nothing. I said, nothing on the top but paddling like hell, like a duck underneath. And there are surprising things that happen at this time of the year, as we remember with Jason Horn Francis. <laughs> exactly. Um, look, the other one you spoke about, the Ruckman, uh, this is interesting mm. because you yeah, have a surplus, but they're not top liners at the moment. This is Chris Davies talking about Jordan Sweet, Ivan Soldo and the current Ruck, ruck stocks. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, Brad, we'd be, we'd be open to bringing them both in. Yeah, we think I mean, Jordan has a reason to come back to South Australia and that is that he's from here. Yes. Uh, and... You know, the reality is he's behind probably the premier ruckman in the in the competition and he's out of contract. So, yeah, there are some ticks in our box for, for Jordan and 
yeah, he's he's obviously expressed his interest to to come to Port Adelaide, and and we definitely want to get that deal done. Um, you know, Soldo's a, a, in a different situation, but we are, as you say, we are really happy with the progress of you know Dante Vicentini on our list this year, who played a couple of games, did a really good job down a game in Geelong, and young aggressive bugger that we think has you know has <laughs> you know a future in the game, but whether he's ready right now to have the, the number one ruck mantle put on his shoulders or whether it's better for him to, to battle it out with, you know, one or two other quality rucks, you know, that's probably the decision that we're looking to make. All righty, a lot more trade talk coming up in the next half hour. What's happening at Karen Rolton Oval? Well, I did say yesterday, once bitten, and you did bark at me, but it has happened, Kim. South Australia collapsed to 157 today. Tasmania has to get 84. They're two for 46 at the moment. They're chasing... 38 runs, and I don't think we can get enough rain over today and tomorrow. To no, it's, it's sun, all sunshine tomorrow. Now, if they what, lose what did I bark right? at you about? When I said once bitten about the Redbacks, I'd... they can't lose outright first up at home. You sure I said that? Yeah. I don't think I was exuding any confidence in our state Oh, I thought team. you were having to go at me for losing confidence yeah. in them. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember, Richard. Why? Why do they break our hearts like this? <laughs> Why? <laughs> We're more heartbroken than the chap on the stool now. Fair dinkum, Rich. They are crocodile tears. <laughs> uh, all righty, it's uh, 3.24. When we come back, we're going to talk about Aaron Norton and his eight-year eight deal years. at the Doggies. This is Kimba on the Roach, thanks to IGA Supermarkets. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Big thank you to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. They are out there supporting the community. Uh, quick text, Rooch. Lads, there's one comment I'd like to know about the Sam Edmund. What he was saying is the in regards to the condition Clayton Oliver is arriving at training. That's what kind of stuck out the most to me. Sorry, just paraphrasing a bit of this. The rest I can get my head around. And also compared to other players with behavioural problems and the chances they have had, this mm. seems so full on to come out of the blue. What else is going on? Question mark. Your thoughts on how to judge that? That's from Booger. Booger, we can't. We'd just be speculating and we don't want to be involved in any type of litigation and there mightn't be that much in it. Uh, a lot of text coming through as well, Roach. Uh, Kimbo, how's the couple out the front going on the bench seat? Uh, it's a new as couple. No, no. Oh, oh that is couple. true. Now the older man, the younger man, he blew it. If you're talking to a lady the first time, let her talk. Yes. Yeah, he was talking all over. We could see it from yeah. here, Roach. Yeah. A bit like what you do to me. But now the older gentleman's come in and that lady sat down alongside of him. and uh, she's, This is going much yeah, better. Yeah, that's going a lot better. And she's, sitting, got, she's got her arm she, locked in his arm now. That <laughs> feel creepy. I'm staring at them. They just saw me staring. Has she? Well, yeah. they, they clearly know each other. They've probably been married 50 years. I, um, just quickly, Aaron Norton, eight-year deal. That'd make our friend Kane happy, wouldn't it? He uh, loves those long-term well, deals. Well, he's already had a go at this. Yes. Because he's gone and found every other player of the same role mm. at every other club who should then now be on longer deals. So Aaron Norton's very lucky. Now, they've dressed up. Aaron Norton in an astronaut suit and all that sort of stuff, mm. over the moon, 
Bulldog. Another one, a Bulldog for life. Oh, dear. He's there till 2032. <laughs> uh, well, in fairness, uh, they were under a lot of pressure, the Bulldogs, and it had been talked about uh, for all year or 18 months or yep. so, and the West Australian clubs were into him big time. Uh, Josh Gabalich reporting that uh, he was getting off at up to 10 years. Well, my understanding is there were a couple of clubs that offered 10-year deals. 10? Yeah, yeah. So this is the world that we're living in right now. Norton is only 23, so take that into account. But if you're the Western Bulldogs and you don't offer more than, say, six, six feels reasonable to me. I think you're probably on the same page as me. Six more years would be reasonable, but you're going to lose him if you're only offer six, if another club offers 10. Ooh. Yeah. Well, we, we scoffed at the Buddy Franklin 10-year deal. Yeah. That's the world we live in, and we know that people can get traded in and traded out. All right, we need hey, to can I do one quickly, because we keep getting this one sent to us. When is Adelaide or Port Adelaide going to go for Brendan Cox? Do you know he signed a six-year contract extension? He's there at the Fremantle Dockers till 2030. Well, you said uh, months and months ago that he absolutely loves yeah. it there, Roach. Uh, yeah, that's a good get for them. Uh, right, we've got to get to the news, Roach, and then we'll have more trade talk. Uh, another text. Kim, maybe you can use your new love-matching skills to get the Italian stallion a mare. Uh, that's from Cupid with two uh, kisses. Um, look, the Italian stallion's a gelding, and the best we could get him would be an old Clydesdale, I reckon. Hello, Ethel. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Standing in the Hall of Fame. Thank you for your company. Currently 15.5 degrees outside. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Uh, Jason Caddy from the Adelaide 36ers. We'll probably speak to him around 4 o'clock now. Slight change. Tasmania are 2 for 47. They need 37 runs for outright victory. So another crapper start route for the Redbacks. Sad this. Uh, only one sad. game. It's only one game. Yes. Alrighty. And also coming up at 4.30, Rory Laird will join us. Crows have their club champion award on Saturday night, the Malcolm Blight medal. The winner will be... Well, this is a good field this year, isn't it? Mm. Laird, Dawson, Walker. They're the big three, aren't they? Mm. Who, who you th- Walker, wow. 16 votes in the Brownlow. The other two, 20 votes each. But everyone gets a vote in the club champion because it's not a 3-2-1. Let me let me take this on notice. Oh, okay, you need a little bit more, a yeah. uh, little bit more time. Well, what we'll do then, Rich, it's time to uh, talk a little bit of trade. Brought to you by CMC Invest. It's international investing made easy. Download CMC Invest today. You got to know when to hold up. Oh, yeah. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your. There you go. There's plenty happening. We don't know how much of it's real and how much of it's fertiliser. Interesting text, Roach, in regards to your love life too. No hope for the stallion. Send him to the knackery. Easy. It's a little bit of a brutal Easy. ending uh, for you, Roach. Hey, um, just before the news, uh, we're already running late for the news and you decided to talk about Brennan Cox, as you always do, Roach. Um, would you I'll like to hear... the table very, very early. Yeah. Just repeating. He has signed a six-year contract extension, already had 2024 in his deal. So he's now got seven years to go mm. to Fremantle. So he'll avoid free agency. But that's a strong indicator of his commitment to the Dockers. He's 
happiness in Perth. And you've said this for some time yep. now. This could be through your relationship with Robert Walls because his son is the list manager Correct. there, isn't he? Yes. David Walls. Uh, we've been saying for five years that Port need a tall defender. and uh, Who doesn't you know, need a tall mate. defender and, at the uh, moment? <laughs> we, we, got, we got one out there. got someone yes, rap dancing out the front. It's all happening today, isn't we've it? We've had quite a display <laughs> today in front of the window. Yeah, well, we'll stop talking about Brennan Cox now as being a forward or mm. a backman for Port and the Crows because he is locked into Fremantle. Here's David Walls. Now and not allow him to get into next year and the noise around him become a distraction. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, um, you know, Brennan's you know, done an amazing job, um, you know, over his time at the club to develop himself both on and off field and um, was an All-Australian squad key defender last year. Um, yeah, integral to our plans moving forward. So we wanted to act early to, uh, I guess, yeah, lock him away. Um, you know, he, he settled in WA, um, originally from South Australia. So, um, like you said, there's a huge demand for key defenders you know, in the market. And, you know, he's one that's crucial to us and that we wanted to get locked away early. And he was one also that was, was really keen to commit to the club. And, you know, so I'm here, here for the long haul and, you know, really believe in, in the direction the club's heading. It's Matthew Pavlich all over again. Well, it is. Uh, it's not a bad lifestyle over there at Frio. Mm. Uh, he's happy, so good luck to him. I would have been a um, cheeky chops and would have said, any chance you'll have a crack at Blake Acres? Get him back. Oh. Hey, now let's... they've lost Liam Henry. Yes, I know. Wow. That makes it worse, doesn't it? He's nominated St Kilda. Yep. Uh, now, Chris Davies spoke about uh, Asaba Radagalia on <laughs> AFL Trade Talk. This goes for a minute and a half. Uh, the pursuit of Asaba. I oh, would definitely think, Brad, that, that he'll help us. You know, ultimately, you know, the, these guys, you know, what, what, what I would say is that it's easier to get deals done when the players are out of contract. And, and you know, ultimately, those guys can, can move if they don't get a, a trade done. So, mm. you know, whereas we went... We went after Asava last year and he wanted to come to us, he was contracted. And so totally understand that Geelong didn't want to do that deal at the time. I guess there's maybe a little bit more pressure on them to get the deal done this year because he's out of contract and and can walk. Um, yeah, we think Asava definitely will help our, our back line. You know, we've had our captain, Tom Jonas, retire. We've had Tom Cleary, who you know, struggled this year to to get on the park. You know, Trent McKenzie, the same. So we, we think that he can definitely help Aaliyah. You know whether whether you know uh, Geelong see him at the the top end or whether the public see him at the top end is is really not an issue for me. Ultimately, you know these deals need to be worked through and and get done. And yeah, you know, we often don't look at these things individually. You look you look at the end of the trade period and say what have you had to give up to get done. Sometimes you you have to give over. Sometimes you might think that you've been able to get through without giving total market value at the time, but. You know, trades are generally looked back on after four or five years and you, you work out whether you did a good job or not. This is the classic to Kenny Rogers on the poker game. Here. Mm-hmm. So this is where everyone stands on this, the three people who are involved. So Port Adelaide must trade in a Savaratigalia. There's no other way they're going to get him. They must trade him in. Geelong must trade him out or convince him to stay. Because if he goes down the path of saying, I'm just going to walk into a draft pool, Hawthorne is there. And they've already been into him quite early. They will put a deal that will lock out Port Adelaide, lock out Adelaide, which is also looking at Radagalia. So this is clear that Geelong and Port have to come to some arrangement. So it won't be like last year where Geelong mm. just goes, we're not interested in this. We'll keep him for another year, et cetera, et cetera. 
the big question again is, forget what Chris Scott has said about a first-round draft pick. What is a fair trade here, Kim? What is fair? Well, uh, talking about uh, clubs asking for first-round draft picks, Chris Davies was posed that question. No, I, I don't as much. I, I, I guess I've been around for long enough now to know that you know, clubs in these situations are going to ask what they're going to ask for and, and that's their own prerogative to do it. And my job is ultimately to try and find whatever middle ground might exist with, with Jason Cripps, who, you know, equally our list manager has done it for probably longer than me and, and better than me. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work through it. But, yeah, ultimately I do know that, that clubs are going to ask for whatever they want uh, and at the start, and I guess it's most important where it ends. Mm. He's not a first rounder for me. No. Uh, stack of text coming but through. Rich. What it might require is Pert Port to use its future first to break up to get some mm. more assets in this year's. And if you've just joined us, we've already spoken about Xavier Dersman, the fact that Essendon are into him, and we've been saying for months now that you've got to give something to yep. get something. So something will be given. We'll get Dolly Wines very shortly because his name keeps coming mm. up. Um, here's a text that's come through from, no name on this one. Uh, do you think that these long-term contracts take away financial incentives for the player? If you know your contract is up in two years, wouldn't you be giving 100% to maximise your next contract? Eight-year contract just means your financial value is locked in now. Is that sign Kane Corns? Uh, no. No, but wait, what it does do, it gives you financial security. Yeah, and Kane Corns' argument you is financial security. Whereas this one is saying if you're doing every ten years, you'll give a hundred percent and try harder. Well, every two years, yeah, two years. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, that's uh, natural. Give isn't me, it? give me long-term security anytime, and the player will take it. Yes, but is that in the best interest of the club? Whereby, if you do a long-term another, deal and someone sits back and says, "Well, I'm pretty comfortable now," that yeah, that's another conversation. Mm. But uh, that's why the players do it. Now, we mentioned before, Ollie Wine's name keeps coming up, and this isn't to be mischievous. There's reasons behind it, the fact that he wasn't spending as many midfield minutes, um, but he hadn't interrupted pre-season. But now that you have Jason Horn, francis Butters and Connor Rosie, how much time will he spend in the midfield? I think he's well and truly good enough to be in there, and he needs to get it to the outside, to those lads with leg speed, um, because uh, kicking's never been his number one wood. He's a bit like the old Sarge, Ian Perry. The old oh, helicopter kicks. Yeah. There's a memory. There's a memory. <laughs> He's not that bad, though. He's a Brownlow medalist. Yes. Um, here's Chris Davies, though. And I tell you what, Rich, you listen to Chris Davies here as opposed to when he spoke about Xavier Dersma. And uh, I'm pretty sure Ollie will still be at port. Mm, I think so. There was nothing, Kane, in, in Ollie's exit interview that would suggest that he wants to go. And, and we, we're not in a situation where we want Ollie to, to leave our club. Uh, you know, he's a. He's a player who, you know, we need to get back to our best. If we, if you know, we're going to be able to move up the ladder next year, then then what we need is Ollie Wines playing better footy than what he did this year. Not not for Ollie Wines to be at another club. Uh, which leads me to something else, Roach. And, and just quickly, we've got some breaking news on Devin Robertson. Uh, he's going to stay, apparently, at the Brisbane Football Club for oh, another no, two years. A very talented youngster. He was getting a lot of interest from back home, from the Eagles, yep. but apparently he's staying at the Lions. Good career move, I think. Could have got a massive deal with the Eagles, but... Um, so, yeah, but which, which is going to give you greater satisfaction exactly. at the moment? Come on. 
Now, it looks like Ollie oh. Wines, isn't it uh, interesting, Roach? Uh, you're so bullish on him being the captain of the club, yes. yet he's the subject of so much conversation whether he be traded out, well, whether that be external noise correct. or not. Travis Boak was on with uh, Gary Lyon and Tim Watson this morning, and he was asked the question about who should be the next captain of Port. Yeah, I'm not sure. Obviously, Ollie's um, uh, the vice captain at the moment, and, and he's probably the obvious one. And then you've got some younger guys. If we if we do go down that path um, with Connor, Zach, um, you know, they're probably the the two front runners in in that position. But um, yeah, we'll probably sit down, have a camp, sort of talk through those things, and and the leadership group will sort of go through that as well. And and then the club will make the decision off the back of that. But we've got some really good candidates, whether it's Ollie. Um, or a youngster coming in and, um, you know, with a, with a young core group of leaders um, who have probably taken over this year, which has been great, um, to lead the club forward. So we're going to be in, a good, in good hands, whichever way we do go. Well, I'm voting for Ollie. Who are you voting for? No, Connor Rosie. Ooh. I think it's time. Generational change, uh, Roach. Uh, love Ollie Wines. I love and, Connor uh, Rosie as, as well. As you said, uh, you, you don't need the C alongside of your no. name to be a leader. So, not. so it would be perfect for him to mentor Connor Rosie. Zach Butter's not uh, mature enough, not in terms of a footballer, no, but exactly. all the other things associated with yep. being captain. Exactly. Love him dearly. But yep. uh, Connor Rosie, for me, we may do a poll next week on that route, find out how Port... Uh, supporters feel about it. Uh, here's a text before we go to a break, Rooch. Uh, hey, boys, there's no way I would do a straight swap for Xavier Dersma and Zerk Thatcher. I would want a late pick coming back our way. That's from Dominic yeah, well, at Athelston. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, but that's the thing, fair enough. you ask. But the thing <laughs> is, the thing is, Dommy, um, tall defenders. Yeah. They are hot property at the moment, so you pay overs. Yeah. Mm. You'd love to be in those talks, wouldn't you, and just... Have the argy bargy play out in front of you? Yeah, I know. It'd be great TV, wouldn't it? Well, we've tried a bit of that, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Roach, Beaumont Tiles, we love them. Yes. They're giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game with over seventy worth over $70,000. What do people have to do? Well, oh, first of all, you, you have on to the go right to, page, are you? Yes. You've no, got you're not. Two. You're on camera. I know. I've got to get oh, there. Fair Where is it? Just shop, in, st- just shop in store at Beaumont's before oh, November the 12th and you're there. in with a chance. T's and C's apply. I was there. Showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Supermarket supporting women in sport. It's 3.54. Here's a text. Ollie Wines may be a Brownlow medalist, but unless he plays in the middle, he isn't worth much at all. He'll get a full pre-season That's, in. Uh, harsh. Why would you make him captain coming off the worst season he's had in his career? Because next year is going to be a better year for him, Kim. I use know him, it is. Use him as great support while he's there for your next captain, which you should be Connor him off. Rosie. I'm not writing him off. You're writing him off. If I was Sydney, I'd be all into him. If I was Port, I'd have him. I'd play him in the middle. Well, but I'm not the coach. You'll get fit. He didn't get played in the middle. You'll get stronger. All right. I'm glad you're not on the board, and I'm glad you're not on match selection, uh, Roach. I have faith. Shield update. That is where I lose all my faith. Currently, yes. do you really want to go down this path? Do you well, want to have your heart broken like mine is? Tasmania is two for 66. They're chasing 84. They will take outright points. On day three against South Australia, which was 3.07 in the first, 1.57 in the second, 
And the Tassies are going to take all points, Kim. And this Monday, is a horrible story. Yeah, not a good start. On Monday, we spoke to Ryan Harris, who is now bowling coach. He's back from Queensland. He was very optimistic. It's only one game. Trying to put a positive spin on it, Roach. I agree. All right. Why won't you put a positive spin on Ollie Wines then? I, I would like him to have... Roach, I am putting a positive spin on Ollie Wines. I think he should be playing in the midfield. I hope he has a great pre-season. I just don't think he should be captain. Okay. I wouldn't lose any sleep if he is. There's a perfect opportunity to promote a youngster, a good human in Connor Rosie. And uh, I think it's a new start for the footy club. Done the hard yards in that space and now he deserves to be captain in his own right. And uh, you're you're too emotionally involved with absolutely (laughs) no logic at all. Right. Uh, You you need a holiday. You've been crap. Oh, you can arrange it. I'll go. You've been crap lately. Oh, thank (laughs) Here's Chris Davies talking about Brandon Zerk Thatcher. (laughs) The big hulking key forward, but he definitely, you know, in our view, has the capability to to be, you know, a, a tall defender who can play on more more of the mobile forwards in the competition. So, you know, it's, again, an area that we think we need to add because we found a lot of this year that Aaliyah was playing on, you know, the opposition's best forward and, and you know, Aaliyah's best footy might just be yeah, as an intercept a, player yeah. rather than having to play on, you know, the opposition's best forward and, and that's what we'll be searching for either through the trade period or into 2024. Sorry, yeah, that's Chris moving. Davies uh, on the need for defenders in trade ah. period. We need the grab that it's above unless they've been put in incorrectly. Have we got it, Linesy, or not? We definitely think that we can we can sure all um, with our structure, which often you know is more important necessarily than the individuals that are there. But structurally, we, we definitely want to add some key defensive stocks, and we definitely want to want to add someone in you know, the ruck area of the ground as well. Have a look at Linesy and Bumfluff Benny. They've got their hands in the air going, we don't know what's going. We don't know where that grab's gone. It's mm. uh, it's disappeared, though. Hey, Roach, um, we're getting a lot of texts. Oh, here's one here. Dylan should forget the 15 coffees that Roochie owes him if Michelangelo gets a tattoo. No. Well, you're, no. That, you're that tight. What if I pay for the tattoo? No. What would the tattoo be? Go crows, right on your forehead. Right on your forehead. I You'd love it. You need to offer more than coffee I love it. for that. Uh, we're getting quite a few texts saying not much chat about uh, the Adelaide Crows. Um, every football club has to speak to trade radio. The Crows haven't been up yet, so we will hear from Justin Reid. What we can do, though, the Brisbane Football Club, Roach, had their best and fairest yes. last night. Harris Andrews wins the title, 62 votes. The Bradlow medalist Lockie Neal's the runner-up on 61 Hugh McCluggage, who you had great faith in in the grand final. She was so one, one touch in the first quarter. Came good, though. 59 votes. And the man who chose Brisbane mm. rather than Port Adelaide in the trade period last year was Josh Dunkley. Finished Came fourth, fourth yeah. with 56. Charlie uh, Charlie Cameron, seven, seventh. Equals seven. Yes, 52. So that's a really big count, isn't it? If you go from 10th, which was Darcy Wilmot, 49, mm. to Harris Andrews at number one at 62, that tells you that's a pretty solid contributing field of evenness at Brisbane. And there'll be another man there next year, probably about midway through the season, that would like to poll a few votes. That's Tom Duday. Uh, Harris Andrew was spoke, mm. uh, commented on Tom Duday coming to Brisbane. That's really exciting. You know, I've admired Tom uh, as a footballer and a person from a distance. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a fantastic AFL footballer. So, um, yeah, gave him a... Gave him a buzz yesterday, and um, I think he's just super pumped to come to Brisbane. And you know, we couldn't be happy to have him. We feel like he's going to add so much to us, you know, in our back half. And um, I've also heard he's such a great fellow as well. So 
yeah, really excited. Uh, he's obviously coming on the comeback trail from his, his ACL reconstruction, but, um, you know, it's really exciting to get him over and I'm sure he'll be a massive part of what we can achieve going forward. So that is on the back of Tom Duday choosing Brisbane ahead of Collingwood. So what happens now is Friday the free agency period mm-hmm. opens. As soon as Brisbane puts in the paperwork, which we believe is a five-year deal at 600000 600, a year, yep. as soon as that's lodged, Adelaide has 24 hours to match it, mm-hmm. or Tom Duday walks to Brisbane, and then the AFL gets these secret herbs and spices, Kim. Mixes oh. them all up. And hopefully, hopefully Adelaide gets a first-round draft. Yeah, they will. will they? No, no, no. They'll get a second round. It'll be around 22 or 24, I think. Okay. That's where it should lob reach, I think. Uh, four o'clock, we've got Jason Kadee coming up from the Adelaide 36ers. Here's a text. I hope we don't get a lot more of these, but um, it depends on the Redbacks' form, doesn't it? How does the director of coaching of eight years at the Sacker keep his job? Question mark, question mark. And one more quick one from Brett. G'day, Brady boy. Kimbo, can you please join Port Adelaide selection panel because I like your progressive thinking about Port's new captain, which is what Port needs. You idiot roach. There you go. I just read them out. I may have ad-libbed the last bit. It's 4.01. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Thursday afternoon, we're live from Studio Lumo SA, right here at number one King William Street in the city. If you're going past, give us a wave or give the roach the bird. And we're here thanks to our great support we get from IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Well, this time last week, we spoke to Jason Caddy from the Adelaide 36ers. Uh, they were going on to take on Brisbane and Melbourne United, Roach. They were in winning positions on numerous occasions in those two clashes. Didn't get the job done. Jace joins us now. Thanks for your time, Jace. How are we, fellas? All right. Uh, we won't get into the horrendous road trip you've got coming up. We'll do that a little bit later. Let's go back to the first game. Brisbane, you got out of the blocks at 100 miles an hour. You're leading 15-zip and 28-18 at quarter time. Yeah, it was almost um, too good a start, to be honest, because <laughs> I think the start kind of led us to a place of... I wouldn't say we got comfortable, but it probably took us away from what our game plan was and what we were planning on doing because we just got off to such a flyer that... It was kind of like, right, let's keep this going. And unfortunately, we just ran out of juice and we hung in the contest, just wasn't enough in the end. So 15 points you went down in the end. What was uh, CJ's review of that effort? Yeah, I think the margin doesn't show the type of game it was. Obviously, I think our last our last minute and a half, two minutes, we were running around just jacking shots and fouling. So it probably uh-huh. went from what really was a five, six, seven point game out to 15, um, which... As a crew, it was something we had to address a little bit as well because you don't want the score lines to blow out, especially in a season that's played on percentage. Every every point matters. But I think there was a lot of positives to take. Um, as you said, on the road, first mm. game, we put ourselves in a great spot early. It's just how we now as a group maintain that over the course of 40 minutes and keep improving. So what is then different against Melbourne where you level at three-quarter but don't finish... The assignment. So one's a great start, one's be, a pretty interesting finish. What's the difference in the two games? To be honest, it's similar. Um, okay. If you look at 40 minutes in terms of just the whole game, there's probably maybe 10 minutes throughout that 40, wherever you put it, could be the 
first two minutes, could be last three minutes, could be somewhere in that patch somewhere. But there's probably 10 minutes of average basketball where we just get in places where we can't score or we, we just uh, team score a bunch in a row on us. And so there was probably a patch in the the middle of that first quarter of the Melbourne game where it goes from being kind of a tied ball game to down 10 and then we peg it back and get up. And so it's more probably about limiting those little patches throughout the game that lead to those spots of you end up in a loss. So for us, as, as I just said, that United, we go into that uh, fourth quarter, we get up five, I think, in the first mm. two minutes. And then there's a patch in the middle there where we go from tied ball game to down 10 in the space of two minutes. Okay, Jason, so and it's good that you know the problem. What's the answer? Just collectively, we just got to stick at it. Um, I think it's it's probably a mindset thing. Sometimes it can be a certain groups maybe aren't working as well. as So that's part of it as a collective between the coaches and us. We've got to work it out. Um, I wouldn't say there's any easy answer because, as we all know, in sport, mm. if everything was easy, we would all just do it and, and fix it. So yeah. I just think it's probably a mindset thing. And then collectively also, we were behind the eight ball, as I said to you guys last week, mm. starting the season. And that's kind of, unfortunately, a sign of just where we're at right now. And so this week going forward, we've got to find ways to correct that. So, Jason, this is where a group like leading teams in this leadership model really opened up this door when you talk about mindset. So how do you challenge each other then within the group without breaking the group because of being challenging to each other? It's a fine line. I'm, I think everyone's different. You can speak to people in certain ways that you can't speak to others. Some people mm. need it more direct. Some people probably need it in a bit more of a, a pat in the back, but but in a way that they can understand it. And so I think... As a collective, there's certain guys you know you can say the honest truth to it and get straight to the point. There's other guys you probably need to, to massage it a little bit and let them see it and understand it. And so for, for us, there's there's kind of that fine line in the leadership role. But there's also a collective. Everyone is here, wants to do the right thing and wants to win. So if everyone wants to come out of that in the best possible way, looking for themselves and the group, then there's certain things that you have to do or you just can't do it and you've got to sit down. And so we have to buy into that and CJ embraces it and puts it on us. How was the entertainment centre, especially at three-quarter time when scores were locked away? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, first time being a home fan, mm. but um, running out there and just the environment throughout the game, it, it's probably a bit different. Um, I don't know what exactly is different, but other than a bigger crowd, it's probably a bit different than what it was at the arena. And mm. um, Yeah, it was, it was a great atmosphere, and I'm looking forward to getting back there again. Now, yeah, a couple of weeks, in a week mm, Well, Jay, in between getting yeah, back there. Yeah, mm. Jay, I'm, I'm sure you'll find a positive here. I'm waiting for you to tell us. Uh, you've got a horrendous <laughs> road trip. Massage this one for <laughs> us, will you? On Friday night, you go to Perth. Yeah. You take on the Wildcats at 9pm. Uh, then you've got to head across the country on Sunday and take on the Sydney Kings mm. at 330 Um there's no, uh, there's no massage in here, fellas. No. No. <laughs> Is it the toughest road trip? Yeah, I haven't seen one like this for a bit, for a little while. Um, obviously, through COVID and all that, we got stuck on some road trips where you were just in a place for a certain amount of time. But in terms of last week was pretty brutal. Travel back sun, Saturday, play Sunday at one o'clock, mm. and then this one, um, this one takes the cake, having to go from Perth all the way to Sydney. And so, uh, look for us, it's it's just another part of the challenge. The start of our season was always going to be uh, tough and. As we just said, there's no massaging about this. You just got to attack it front on, and we just got to go to do a job on Friday night and worry about Sunday when we are flying that plane Saturday across to Sydney. Uh, I'm a great believer you can find a positive out of every negative. I've got one for you, all right? 
After this weekend, you've Hippie. got three home games. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's hey, a great positive. There you go. <laughs> that's a great positive. Jason, let me open a door here. Perth, Wildcats, sure. enormous, enormous sporting entity, that one. So, and then you've got Sydney, which, can I put it, has that level of arrogance about it? Which one brings the greatest smile if you knock them off? Beating the best or beating oh, the people boy. who think they're the best? Yeah, I'll <laughs> uh, probably be in Perth. I mean, either one. Like, obviously, I have a lot of friends and family in Sydney, so yeah. I, and I played in Sydney, so I have a great love for, for Sydney in terms of a place, being yeah. home. But um, I think either either of victories, but I've always... Beating Perth is something else because they've always, as you said, they're, they're normally around the top mm. and they all know they're... No one expects to be really good every year, and when they're not good, they all kick up a stink. So I think when you can beat Perth, especially in Perth, one of the hardest places to win... Um, a great, great feeling. Jace, expecting any changes to the starting five? Um, don't know yet. CJ obviously mm. has talked about maybe looking at some changes, different things. But as we just spoke about, our starting group's actually been doing a pretty good job um, the first two games since we've kind of that first time starting as a group. So um, it'll be interesting if he wants to change some things up. Uh, but as far as I know right now, we'll keep it pretty stiff stock standard. And then there might be a few different lineups throughout the game that we kind of haven't seen or we might stick with a bit longer than what we did last week. Well, Jase, fingers crossed. Let's hope you can steal one of these games or if it, both of them. That both. would be even better and get on a run for the home yeah. crowd over here. Uh, really appreciate your time. All the best against the Wildcats and the Kings. Great talking to you, fellas. There he is, Jason Kadee. Uh, it's a tough road trip, that one, Roach, isn't it? That's, that's wrong. Uh, Who have they upset to get that at City Hall? Gee, that's like playing the West Coast Eagles when they're at their prime and then playing Brisbane when they're at their prime. And doing all the travelling as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, there would be a, a hue and outcry, wouldn't there? Mm. If Who would you rather be? Perth or Sydney? Oh, well, you know, they're, they're different. Perth have dropped off a, a little bit. No, but you know what I mean? In terms no, of what the status it brings yeah. and Sydney with the status they think they have. I've been over the stadium in Perth. I went over with nine to cover the finals over there. Couldn't believe it. Every single person got a free wig. Uh, they're, they're mad over there. Well, they sell good. out nearly every game. I know. It's, it's a, a good madness. All righty. We've got the news uh, do they, do coming up. Do they up love rich? our boss yet? Uh, well, I, no, I don't know if they did last year because they had a bad year. <laughs> don't get me in the fertiliser route, Shay. Uh, we're going to talk motor racing. That's coming up very shortly. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Seventeen. Big thank you to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. We're live from Studio Lumo SA, just updating on what's happening on the park bench right out in front of us. It's musical chairs, Rich. It is. Uh, the younger gentleman that thought he was a chance and may have found love, but talked the ear off the lady alongside of him who has since the disappeared. Meghan Markle. Yeah, the Meghan Markle lookalike. Yeah. He has now come back and sitting with the older gentleman who had a partner who was gone as well. Interesting. I'm going to have right. to go out there and ask and find out what is going on. Uh, you've been uh, quickly in that ad break yes. working the phones, yes. Rooch. What's the latest on Clayton well, Oliver, well, dare we've I been ask? mystified as to where this all begins, what has provoked it, where it is really all at. Now, clearly, when Melbourne doesn't speak, when Nick Geeshan as Clayton Oliver's manager hasn't Spoken. put out any statement, mm-hmm. and we know Clayton Oliver won't. That's usually the form if they mm-hmm. don't. 
we want to know exactly what has prompted all this. Now, clearly there have been issues through the year. So the word that we're getting from our well-meaning people around the nation is mm. that Clayton Oliver has had moments through the year which have not pleased Melbourne, be it missing training sessions, attitudes, all that sort of stuff. He had the outburst with one of yeah, the training staff, exactly. yep, which was filmed. But your line earlier in the show about Getting this story out there is a shot across the bow to just make Clayton Oliver pull his head in and yep. realise, if you want to be at Melbourne, mm. you're going to have to live up to these standards or you're going to go find out what other clubs will yep. demand. Just because you've got a seven-year yeah, exactly. contract, don't think you've got great security. Right. You cannot run your own race. Uh, so our man, who is really fingers on the pulse, sort of, sort of, is telling us that the break point moment for Melbourne is say, enough's enough. Mm. We've now got to make ourselves known to Clayton Oliver. We're not tolerating this any longer. You don't miss your exit meeting with a senior coach. No, no. That would be a fairly important meeting to have. Mm. That'd be like saying we've got a meeting with Hutchie for your contract and you don't turn up. Not a wise move. Yeah, but you're at a higher level than I. I don't get to that point. Oh, right. Sorry, Rich. It's just an analogy. I get right? the meeting with the boot stutter, not the senior coach. I, okay, Rooch. We'll, we'll put the long <laughs> sprigs in. All right, so you're hearing he missed his exit meeting. That would yes. not go down well. And that would give a fair indication as to why Melbourne's behaving the way it is. Mad Monday may have gone longer than just one day. Just yeah. quickly a text before we go to a break because we're about to cross live down to Karen Rolton Oval with Tommy Cooper, a former Redback. It'll be interesting to get his views. This one says, Afternoon studs. Tom Duday was always thinking of walking from the Crows. It just sealed it when they took the contract off the table after his knee injury. He also got shafted when they gave the captaincy to Dawson after just one year at the club, oh. all of which is poor treatment of a player who has given his all to a club. No name on this one, but I totally disagree with you completely. Um, being Tom Duday wanted to stay. He exercised his right to knock back the offer they gave him, which was five years, because he knew he'd other offers and he was trying to up his price. So he rolled the dice. He did his knee. It was unfortunate. In regards to the captaincy, in terms of what I heard with the player voting, when the players put in their votes, he only came in around between fifth and seventh as the preferred captain. Um, and you normally are not going to not listen to the playing group. So, yeah, I don't agree, but we can respectfully disagree. Yeah, I'd like to know the ranking order of that. It's 4.20. Well, obviously Dawson was up very high. No, no, no doubt about that. <laughs> it's 4.20. We're crossing to Karen Rolton Oval very shortly. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Twenty-six on a Thursday afternoon. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Before we head down to Karen Rolton Oval, just in regards to our chat to Jason Kadee from the 36ers and then playing the Wildcats this Friday night, Rooch. Uh, text, hi, Kimbo and Rooch, read the Wildcats. No, we don't love your boss yet. That's in reference to Craig Hutchinson. Uh, coach selected for us is on thin ice again, and several recruits last year were not up to it. Cheers from Mark in Perth, Wildcats member since 2007. Oh, we'll win them over. We'll win them Who? Who's, who's we? We're, we're all one big happy family. Oh, you, you management now, are you? Well, hey. They asked <laughs> ask for a bit of help, so I thought, yeah, I'll put up a hand. 
Tommy Cooper is a ripping bloke and he's a wonderful player for the Redbacks. Spent a lot of time uh, with them. He's down there working on the game. Tasmania needs 16 runs to win outright over the Redbacks. Tommy joins us now. Tommy, please don't tell us we're in for another long year if you support the Redbacks. Oh, I probably can't talk to you then, guys. Oh, uh, no, the way, Tommy. The way this first game's gone, it's, oh. um, it hasn't been uh, great. It's down to eight runs, Weatherall. The ex-South Australian just hit a couple of boundaries. And, um, yeah, apart from a, a couple of promising signs, Limo, the, the new skipper, mm. with his uh, beautiful 100 in the first innings and Buckingham with Sevenfer, uh, it's been pretty sorry reading for the South Australians throughout this week. And, Tom, the irony of Jakey Weatherald if he hits the winning runs for an outright victory. Hey, we, we spoke to Ryan Harris on Monday's show. He's the new bowling coach. And every year, you know, whether yep. we speak to Dizzy, doesn't matter who we speak to, there's enormous optimism, as you would expect. But as you know, the natives are getting very restless. Um, we're a proud cricket state. We've had a lot of success back in the Favel Chapel and David Hook's era and uh, Lehman. Lehman as well. But uh, we've been average for a long time now. Gee, you're what? being kind. <laughs> He's being kind, Tom. Help us, Tommy. <laughs> well, Tom, the reality yeah, of this uh, is you can see that at times they can deliver, like the 307. The first inning wasn't a great start, but there was the comeback. Then to have Tasmania out for 381. Okay, you say, well, at least they didn't make it a 200 lead for Tasmania. But then the second innings just takes you back to having your whole heart broken by the fact that they don't even live up to being average. So why is it? Well, I guess if if we had the answers, it would be easy to uh, find the remedy. But Mm. I think, like you said, they went in with... Quite a bit of optimism um, mm. against, unfortunately, what you have to say, an undermanned Tasmanian side, having lost Jackson Bird and Peter Siddle and, and their big quicks, Meredith and Stan Lake, injured. So, um, yeah, I guess they were, they were confident going in and, unfortunately, Tassie have uh, outplayed the Redbacks um, like quite a bit and, and they're going to get romped to a, a victory within three days and... Um, like you said, they, they've shown they can do it. They're, they built on, or they were looking to build on some positive signs last year. Mm. And um, you certainly can't write them off after one game. But uh, like you said, we'd like to see a bit more consistency from that uh, that top order. We've seen um, Tazzy just bowlers. To... Is, yeah. is all the talent they need is... in that squad? If you look at that squad and rate it, do you say that they have the players and talent Required to be a contender. Um, I think so. I think you look around the country, and mm. a lot of teams have done what the Redbacks have done after the last couple of years, and sort of moved on to a new generation yep. and gone younger. Um, so they certainly, oh, as they showed last year, they knocked off Western Australia, who um, were the eventual champions for the second time in a row, and will one would assume be the benchmark again this year. So we're seeing that their best is certainly good enough. Um, we just need to see more of their best on a consistent basis. Um, and I think 
like you said, it's frustrating. You can, it's easy to talk the talk, yep. but um, hopefully mm. we can see the boys walk the walk over the next couple of weeks. And unfortunately, the pressure mounts on Jason Gillespie. Dizzy's an absolute ripper. He's had success overseas, but uh, that hasn't transformed here in SA. We love him dearly. Here's a quick question before we go to the news. Hi, boys. Can you ask Tommy Cooper why Harry Conway was left out of the Shield opener? That's from Blake. Yeah, I, I would not have a clue. I think, as Dizzy's alluded to throughout the preseason, um, there's a number. We've got a good good stock of fast bowlers, and it's um, a good um, problem thing to have. And I guess yeah, he's seen that the, the three, Agar, Doggett and Buckingham, were the, the ones that were going to do the best job for this game. But yeah, I'm sure we'll see a bit of Harry Conway throughout the season. Hey, Tommy, just quickly, so the pitch was okay. There's no excuses. Well, they're drop-ins now too. No, it's a drop-in, so yeah. it's played very much like the Adelaide Oval. Mm. And yeah, I think, well, Jake Lehman made it look pretty easy when he was out there in the first innings, and I think we're just a bit short with the bat. Uh, probably just been a bit off, and, and that's all it takes um, in this competition. It's a very competitive competition, and like I said, unfortunately, Tasmania were um, on their games a bit more than the South Australians have been over the last three days. Yeah, with yeah. their B-grade side. Uh, who's SA play next? Uh, they have got Sunday one day against the Tassie boys again, and then um, the following Sunday they're playing against New South Wales oh, the Shield, nice. who are, as we weather just nicked off. So um, he's not going to get the last laugh against the old team. But uh, yes, yeah, New South Wales next Shield game at the Adelaide Oval. Um, wow. starting Sunday week. All right. Well, maybe that'll kickstart the season. Tommy, really appreciate your time. Uh, just repeating Tasmania, five runs for outright victory with a day to spare. News coming up, Roach. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. The little champ, Rory Laird, joins us next. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Big thank you to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Adelaide have missed out on a player, Rich. Mabwell Choll has nominated Hawthorne, according mm. to Tom Morris, with us on Trade Radio. We know that there was Hawthorne, Adelaide. Brisbane was there for a little bit, wasn't it? Uh, a little bit. Do, 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 do. Yes, yeah, they were. Bit, yeah. yeah, he had four clubs after him, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, Melbourne was the other yeah. one. And Adelaide was certainly there. Well, they'd offered a three-year contract. Yeah, they'd offered yeah. a three-year deal. Well, that may please our next guest. He won't have to go back in defence as a tall defender. Um, three-time Malcolm Blight medalist. What were you expecting there him to do in the summer? He plays Grow. very. He, he, play, he plays very tall. Rich. He reads the play perfectly. Uh, the Malcolm Blight medal, the Adelaide Football Club best and fairest, gets underway on Saturday night. Rory Laird has won the last two. Then he won another one in 2018. Could he win his fourth? Let's find out. Lady joins us now. Hello, Rory. How are you, How are you guys? You going all right? Yeah, going uh, well. Uh, well done in the uh, Brownlow, 20 votes, and, and you behaved yourself too. Yeah, I did actually. It was a bit of a long night, but um, yeah, I was a bit slow the next day. I was speaking to Benny about it, um, but it was good fun. Did you go through the votes, Rory, like the rest of us, and say, hmm, that's a bit interesting? Yeah, did you get any interesting ones? Yeah, I did actually. I got a few that I didn't think I would get, but um, you know, I'll take them, I guess. Uh, there was a couple, but uh, that's the way it goes, I guess. Yeah, and good to see the Texan get 16 votes in yep. a brown line. 
Yeah, I know. He, well, he probably deserved a few more, to be honest. There was a few games I think that he could have got a few more, but um, he's done that for a couple of years now as a key forward. Now, we've just got a text come through. There's a lot of talk about Clayton Oliver. Mm. We'll talk to you about that. We've got some good questions for you, Laddie. I bet you're excited about it. Yep. <laughs> of course. Now, Roach just broke a story saying, um, suggesting that, uh, that one of the problems at Melbourne was that Clayton Oliver missed his exit meeting. A text has come through, Roach, saying, Roach, you are close. Oliver was a half an hour oh, late dear. for the exit meeting, and I'll tidy this up, mm. but he may have been a bit tired and emotional when he arrived for the meeting. I would dare say if you did that uh, to Simon Goodwin, yeah, I can imagine how this plays out as it has at yeah, the moment. Yeah, mind you, Goody is a player, was no choir boy as well. How would you feel about getting Clayton Oliver into the midfield and at the club? <laughs> I think if you ask, you know, 99.9% of the AFL players, Kimbo, I can you probably saying it's a, it's a good get. Um, there's obviously a fair bit of chatter at the moment. I think it's very early on. I think there's a lot of uh, water to go under the bridge and I dare say a lot of these circumstances get uh, blown up a bit more through the media, uh, especially early on like this and it does happen a bit more when it's such a um, you know prominent big name player like Clayton so um, obviously he's a superstar and it'd be fantastic to play with him but um, I think it's it's very early on and I'm probably not in the position to be talking too much about a, another contracted player at a different club. No, that's true. That's a very professional answer. Hypothetically, <laughs> you're, you're, Rory, yeah. I hope you're sitting if, down. If he came to the club, uh, would you be prepared to go back into defence to win a third All-Australian for the club? Oh, here we go. No. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I thought that would be the answer. <laughs> hey, we had Scotty Burns on. Uh, he came into the studio. He was in for an hour. And uh, we, yep. we spoke about your good self. And um, uh, like he is a massive fan. So we thought we'd pay, pass that on. Because I did bring up about moving you to defence. I know you hate it. Um, <laughs> but uh, he loves the work you do in the midfield. Yeah, I think Scotty and I, um, we get along very well. Um, Scotty, the way he sees the game, and I'm sure you guys would have sort of heard it the way he talks, he's, he's a student of the game. I've, I've never seen someone love football as much as Scotty does. He, he watches that much footage and goes through so many things with our back line. I think that's why you see the development of these, you know, Josh Worrells that come in, um, James Borlase, Mark Keynes. Um, you look at Mitch Hinge and Wayne Miller of the years they had. Um the, the amount of work he puts in with those guys, you know, behind the scenes, and and he's the way he actually coaches on field as well is fantastic. He's he's pretty stern. Um, mm. You guys can see he can get pretty intense, and um, I think that's a, a sort of good medium. Like obviously, Nixie does get like that, but he's he's very good at explaining things and, and staying calm. And then sometimes, you know, on the field, Scotty can sort of bring that um, other edge, and it, it's a sort of they complement each other very well. And um, he's a very Valley part of our coaching group. Uh, you're spot on. Uh, you wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him earlier in the year, Rich. I, no. I pushed him on Matt Crouch <laughs> early in the year. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I tested his patience. <laughs> Roy, Roy, you that's know, not like you, Kimbo. Yeah, well, that's what you get the big bucks for. Roy, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We pretty well live in a copycat league. If someone sets a standard, everyone has to rush and either catch or go beyond it. So we see Collingwood win the Premiership, and Adelaide has a very, very good record against Collingwood this year to, to push them to, what was it, one and two points this year, wasn't it, both games? Yep, yep. What do we learn from Collingwood that sets an agenda for next year at every other club? Um, it's a good question, Bruce. I think it's the ability that they have to adapt um, 
through different circumstances in different games. It does help, I guess, having players like Still Sidebottom and Scott Pendlebury out there sort of directing, especially through the middle of the ground that are sort of on-field coaches. Um, But you see how they can control a game. They can can stem the flow of a game. Um, The execution in terms of individuals and the roles that they play in the team um, is also second to none. And that's why they had such a good record the past two years. Um, And they probably stand out the most. Um, I think it's just a sort of a buy-in to what they do and, and how they uh, react off each other. And then there's a fair bit of talent in the team as well. So it's sort of like a really strong mix of all the above. And, um, you know, Craig McRae, credit to him, has got to work in, you know, in, in sync and in unison. Explain to those of us who are on the outside, not playing on the field, so don't have that view, but what is it about Collingwood and dealing with them through that centre corridor where they have done their best work and stopped other teams doing their work yeah it is hard to stop you you do find at times and we even had it the mcg i reckon was yeah. the game that was a bit more noticeable it is a bit wider and mm. um sort of what i was saying in terms of the team role and the, the positions that they put themselves in and um i did touch on it but scott penderbury actually sits himself in there a fair bit so they've mm. always got representation in there but then it's the sort of the natural ability of, you know, your Dacos boys that run to the right positions and they sort of the unison thing. They know where the ball's going to go and they, they sort of get themselves into that position nearly sometimes. Also, in saying that, on the other side of it, they actually stop teams because they always have representation in there. So mm. we actually spoke about that when we played and you sort of bring it up a bit. But that first half, they were doing that to us. And then in the second half, we sort of stemmed it and actually attacked them back the other way. And... Um, you know, we actually just use the ball properly and, and sort of, if they want to sit in the corridor, we can actually pierce it through them and, you know, around the ground. So um, there was ways to bypass them and, and I think teams sort of worked that out a little bit. But when it came down to the contest in the, in the finals games, they got, they got it done. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about trade week and all the rumours that go around and when it impacts on some of your teammates, Big Elliot Himmelberg's being mentioned? Or but you're yeah, on leave at the you. moment. You don't get to talk about it much. Yeah. No, I don't think we really... Well, I personally don't really speak to him that much. I think, if anything, you sort of get a credible source from the club that will actually detail what's going on with a certain mm. player. Um, there is a lot of stuff, that I said before, that gets flown out of proportion and there could be one mm. thing that is said and it gets turned into, you know, five or six things. So um, it can be a stressful time for players. I've been pretty... Lucky that I haven't been in, in too many of these. And, um, yeah, I feel for some of the guys that probably don't want to be in that position and, and do get put in that position. So um, it is part of the job as well. So you sort of look at it both ways. Yeah, and we were talking about uh, Riley Bonner, who was delisted from the Port Adelaide Football Club. We've been through it with Riley yep. Knight as well. And uh, all of a sudden, yep. if they don't get recontracted or picked up, um, they've got to look for a job for the first time in their lives. So it's a, a huge cultural shock. Uh, we've got text coming through yep. thick and fast. Here's one, boys, for both of you. Uh, Adelaide have met with Matthias Filippo, uh, who has indicated a willingness to come home. That's from the, <laughs> that's from the trade trout. <laughs> oh, oh, no. we, get, we get so <laughs> many of these. All right, no. Laird. Oh, now, Laird, we want to see how good you are, all right? You've got the club championship <laughs> award coming up. Uh, I know you're a humble man. Who wins the Malcolm Blight medal? Uh, I'll put my money on Dawes to win it, Joey yeah. Dawson. Will you oh, be second and yep. the Texan third? I'd like to say I'm around the sort of the top part of it at some point. I think you sort of look at Texas year and you can't go past him for a 
sort of the top one, two or three finish. So um, especially some of the big games he had where he dominated. So um, yeah, it's kind of a bit of a, a sort of unknown this year. There was, you know, Wayne Miller, there was Mitch Hinge, oh. there was Brody Smith. Oh, Mitch Hinge, um, yeah. There was sort of, yeah, very consistent performers across the team. So um, yeah, and whoever sort of plays, you know, nearly all the games is usually up there. So I think there's Quite a you know open field this year. All right, we're going to hold you to that. So for the Malcolm Bite Medal, you've gone Dawson. You put yourself second, Walker and Hinge. Now, <laughs> no, I no, don't. I'll go somewhere to the top, not second. No, you and your heart of hearts, <laughs> you think you're first or second. There's no question of that. Now here's an award you won't no. win. Now tell oh. us how you think you will not win the Phil Walsh Best Team Man Award after doing your long term <laughs> deal and wow. the break the break and enter you did on the club salary cap. You, you, there's no way you'll get <laughs> voted for that. Who wins the best team man? Who's the best bloke at the club? Oh, best team man, just seaman. Brody's usually up there. Rolly O'Brien, I think, will Ooh. get it. Maybe Nate McHenry. Um, there's a few blokes. It's a pretty good sort of tight knit group. It sort of blokes sort of help each other out and. But I think Raleigh O'Brien's probably the standout when you ask a lot of our players. So I might put my money on him. All right. So if you go on Raleigh O'Brien, Ned McHenry, let's go to the Mark Bickley Emerging Talent Award. Now, this is an interesting one. Emerging Talent. Uh, maybe Max Michelani. Oh, no doubt. Obvious, yeah. yeah no Kim, you doubt. idiot, Kim. Yeah, there was. Oh, <laughs> I overlook the absolute of obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's my Can't bad. Past Maxie, boy. Now, yep. uh, you might be a silly chance for the 19th Man Members MVP award. Who's most popular with the fans? Or would that be Tex? Tex, I think. Yeah, maybe Tex. Tex. Yeah, I, I know Tex. Tex is probably the, the favourite. Um, but Dorse as well. Like, he had a sensational year. I, I don't know if you can go past Dorse, but you never know with the Texan. Everyone loves the Texan. Uh, it's Taylor and, this year. And, and one more while we've got you, Lady, and I feel bad. I, this has escaped me, but the, and it's an important award, the Dean Bailey Award. And what's that for again? I think that's for professionalism in okay. terms of yep. uh, throughout the year, um, professionalism preparation. Now, that is an open one. I would have no idea because there's a lot of things that you sort of see and there's a lot of things you don't see. And mm. I think Ned won it last year and... Um, you know, some of the stuff that he does behind the scenes, you wouldn't even know about, and it's sort of through the physios and the doctors and the coaches. So, oh, it's sort of throwing a dart at the dartboard here. I might go with uh, Mitch Hinge. Mitch Hinge, I, I, I like it. Uh, we've just seen yep. in the last couple of days that Tom Duday has nominated the Brisbane Football Club. We believe the club won't match the offer. Have you spoken to Tom? No, I haven't actually. Uh, this is uh, why you will not days. get the best team man award. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what do you, you want me to call him up and just start saying what the hell is going on? Or well, maybe, um, maybe I know. And... I know it was a tough decision. <laughs> and... I know it was a tough decision, wish Tommy. We've, we've loved you. Yeah, we wish you all the best, no matter which way it goes. Yeah, sorry, I took all the money out of the exactly. We, they couldn't pay you more. <laughs> Do you want to see my new No, car? I dare say I will. <laughs> no, I'm still in the Kluger oh, over here. Oh, dear. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a cracker. Um, no, I will, I will speak to Tommy, of course. It's just a matter of sort of, I uh, dare say, there's a fair bit going on with him and um, on his play at the moment. So once that sort of gets worked out, I'll obviously get in contact. Um, but, yeah, I don't really want to sort of barge into it while he's absolutely in the midst of it. So I'll just sort of take a back seat, Kimbo. Take it pretty easy. No, I know you're a very caring, sharing man. Just a little bit of fun. Um, so you get, <laughs> no, this, you get this out of the way on Saturday night and then you guys are off now yep. for a, You've got how long off? 
Uh, yeah, so we've had uh, four weeks, four and a half weeks now since the season. Um, and then we have, yeah, as you said, the BNF, and then it's back on November 27th. Okay. So it's a fair, fair chunk after that. A little birdie told me you may be heading over to New Zealand. Is that a boys' trip or is that with the love? No, that would be with Ellie, my partner. Oy. We're going to New Zealand. Uh, we actually haven't booked it, but it's in the plans. Um, she actually just... She just moved in the other day, so it's it's all hey! happening. Oh, congratulations! Um, <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. We've, it's been five days and we're surviving. So um, yeah, she's at work at the moment, so it's a nice little relaxing afternoon for me. Um, so we are going to New Zealand and then up to Brisbane for a couple of nights, and, and that's pretty much it. Very low key uh, sort of break for me, which is. Um, you know, I'm actually I'm very happy with that. All right. Well, I'm going to New Zealand as well for Chris Dittmar's 60th birthday party, so I might gate crash a little romantic get-together. You'll be, you'll be cool if I give you a ring and catch up. I might work out the dates for that, maybe just dodge you <laughs> while you're there and wait till you, wait till you leave the country. Oh, oh lady. Uh, have a great night on Saturday night. We wish you all the very best. Um, and, uh, look, if you get your fourth jacket, you deserve it. It's going to be close. And uh, between yourself, Tex, and Jordan Dawson, appreciate all the work you've done for us right throughout the year. Yes, and thanks, uh, we'll Rory. leave you alone, alone now, Rory. Have a great break, and uh, hopefully we're back with you again next year. No, thanks, guys. Thanks uh, for the years. Good fun. Um, you know, more so speaking of roots than you, Kimbo. You sort of give me a bit of a hard time. But it is. No, nah, it has been good, boys. Hopefully on again next year. Thank no you very worries. much. No worries. I look forward to catching up with Ellie in New Zealand. Uru. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, wow. There he is, Rory Laird. Who are you tipping, Rooge? It's a, a interesting one, isn't it? Dawson's so good early in the year. Laird's just consistent. Yeah, and because you get votes game by game by game, I... Yeah, I think Dawson gets it. Dawson, yeah. yeah I think it's a I'm, tight count. I'm, I'm leading towards it's a, a tight count. Dawson as well. And so, I'll be fascinated where first-year player Michael Laney finishes in that leaderboard as well. Yes, yeah, I would say he, he, he would be, be very top consistent 10. too. They had, they had some good players yeah. this year. Interesting looking at the last five winners, Laity in 2022 mm. and 2021. Yep. Riley O'Brien, 2020, and what was a tough year for the club, 2019, Brad Crouch. Um, who finished about seventh, I think, in St Kilda's best and we'll fairest. Yeah, have a look yeah. at that. He was sixth or seventh, I think. And Rory Laird winning it in 2018. And just repeating that uh, Brisbane had theirs last night and Harris Andrews got up by a vote over Lockie Neal. Hugh McCluggage third, Josh Dunkley in fourth. Charlie Cameron equals seventh with Joe Danaher, who had great years. And Oscar McInerney was uh, huge in ruck, coming in in ninth uh, position. And a very important announcement and a mm. fantastic decision out of the South Australian Football Commission. We love it when players of the recent era get involved at the top end of the Sandville administration. And Luke Powell, who is a 235-game player, Woodville West Torrens, an administrator at the club, did a great job when he stepped up there as well. Now he's going to the SA Footy Commission to give them the knowledge of what it is like on the field and in the clubhouse of recent time. That is a fantastic appointment. By uh, everyone speaks really highly of uh, Top Lukey lad. Powell. He, yep. he used to come in here for Eagles yes. Radio a little bit. He's, he's a good man. That's a great get for the Sandful. Quick text coming through. I bet you would have offered Laity a $100 IGA voucher to spend on chocolates if he said he would like to go to halfback Kimbo Henry from Melbourne. He doesn't want to go back, does he? No, he doesn't. I don't think they're going to get Clayton Oliver. I said that last I think, night. I think we know what go, is going on there, but if Clayton Oliver doesn't pull his head in, to say it that way...
Yeah. And he could find himself, yeah, at a new club. All righty, we're done, Roach. Here's a text. How the hell can a team be as crap as the Redbacks year after year after year after year? Heard it all before year after year after year after year. Mm. Well, let's hope it turns sure. around against New South Wales. We'll be back again tomorrow. Good show coming up tomorrow. Uh, Josh Gabalich will join us. Talia McGrath from the Australian women's cricket team. And we might even try and get Dizzy on. Yes, we'll have a fair bit of spare time, won't he? I've had enough of you. See you, Rich. Good night. Good night, everyone.